Not many people would be able to guess that the favorite president of current Democratic presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren was a Republican, Teddy Roosevelt. That's because back in the early 20th century, Teddy Roosevelt was the driving force for the progressive era in the United States. Heralded as a trust buster and conservationist and prosecutor of government corruption, and he was a supporter of a woman's right to vote when that idea was radical in 1912. Here's Elizabeth Warren. A century ago, Teddy Roosevelt was America's trust buster. He went after the giant trusts and monopolies in this country. And a lot of people talk about how those trusts deserve to be broken up because they had too much economic power. But Teddy Roosevelt said, we should break them up because they had too much political power. Teddy Roosevelt said, break them up because all that concentrated power threatens the very foundations of our democratic system. But Teddy Roosevelt was larger than that. There are few people in American history with the wide array of credentials of Theodore Roosevelt, and even fewer who became president, police commissioner, governor, assistant secretary to the Navy, colonel, Nobel Peace Prize winner, vice president, environmental activist, and he even saved football. Oh, and by the way, if you have ever given a loved one a teddy bear, yep, that teddy bear was named after Teddy Roosevelt. Entering the presidency following the assassination of President McKinley, Teddy Roosevelt would go on to create national parks, forge the Panama Canal, and strengthen the national economy through antitrust legislation. Roosevelt moved past incredible personal hardships, would forever change the power of the presidency and show the world the strength and resolve of America. In political studies, surveys have often found Teddy Roosevelt to be among the top five most highly rated presidents in American history. Teddy Roosevelt entered public life as a New York State Assembly member at only 24 years old, a millennial in today's standards. As a legislator, he was a big proponent of anti-corruption measures at the state level. This issue stuck with Roosevelt throughout his political career. Teddy Roosevelt became one of the first presidents whose voice was ever recorded in American history. Listen to him here. In the last 20 years, an increasing percentage of our people have come to depend on industry for their livelihood. So that today the wage workers in industry rank in importance side by side with the tillers of the soil. As a people, we cannot afford to let any group of citizens or any individual citizen live or labor under conditions which are injurious to the common welfare. Industry, therefore, must submit to such public regulation as will make it a means of life and health, not of death or inefficiency. We must protect the crushable elements at the base of our present industrial structure. We stand for a living wage. Wages are subnormal if they fail to provide a living for those who devote their time and energy to industrial occupations. The monetary equivalent of a living wage varies according to local conditions, but must include enough to secure the elements of a normal standard of living, a standard high enough to make morality possible, to provide for education and recreation, to care for immature members of the family, to maintain the family during periods of sickness, and to permit a reasonable saving for old age. After serving as a representative from New York City, 
Teddy sped through a variety of public service positions. In 1884, however, both Teddy's wife and mother died tragically on the very same day. These losses led Roosevelt to retire from politics and headed for the Dakota Territory, where he stayed for two years. In 1886, Teddy Roosevelt returned home to New York and continued to pursue politics. He served as a civil service commissioner, New York City police commissioner, and then as assistant U.S. Navy secretary. During the Spanish-American War, Roosevelt led a troop of volunteer cavalry known as the Rough Riders. After the war, receiving notoriety for being a war hero, Teddy Roosevelt was elected governor of New York. In 1901, President William McKinley was assassinated and Vice President Teddy Roosevelt was called on to assume the presidency. As president, Roosevelt focused on anti-corruption and pro-economic growth policies. His trust-busting days were never anti-business in nature. Roosevelt would only go after companies that got too large and stifled economic growth. From a foreign policy standpoint, his unofficial policy was to speak softly and carry a big stick. Roosevelt was also very passionate about the environment. As a young boy, he spent time outside exploring nature. As president, he stressed the importance of conservation and signed the National Monuments Act, which protected American sites and preserved wildlife. He also set aside millions of acres of land to be preserved. Teddy Roosevelt's legacy is seen in the national parks and forests that still stand today which could have been destroyed if not protected. I want to ask you to do one thing in connection with it in your own interest and in the interest of the country. Keep this great wonder of nature as it now is. Leave it as it is. You cannot improve it. The ages have been at work on it and man can only mar it. What you can do is to keep it for your children, your children's children, and for all who come after you as one of the great sights which every American, if he can travel at all, should see. Today, where climate change is one of the most important issues in the upcoming election, it would be interesting to figure out Roosevelt's views on the Green New Deal and other current climate plans. Also, if you ever travel to Mount Rushmore, he is the fourth face depicted alongside George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and Thomas Jefferson. Three of those presidents, by the way, are candidates in Big Shot's fantasy race for president. Like many elected officials, Teddy Roosevelt had his contradictions. For example, he was the first president to entertain an African-American, Booker T. Washington, as a guest in the White House. But historian Lonnie Bunch discusses that historical moment. He was invited, Teddy Roosevelt invited Booker T. Washington to breakfast in the White House. And a picture was taken of the two of them having breakfast together. The outcry against this was overwhelming. Southerners said, how dare you call for social equality? And many in the African-American community took that picture and it became known as a social equality picture. And it was in, you know, made in cheap copies, put in people's walls and taped up because for African-Americans, this picture was a symbol of what was possible. My God, an African-American is in the White House 
talking to the president, change is possible. To many white Americans, not all, but to many, this was a symbol of all that was wrong. Um, how dare you have an African American come into the White House like that? And what happens is, after this, Roosevelt never invites anybody black back into the White House um, because he really suffered so much because the Republicans, in order to keep the White House, needed the South. And he didn't want to risk that. Teddy Roosevelt ran both as a Republican and in his own Bull Moose Party in 1912. Teddy Roosevelt grew frustrated with then-Republican president and former protege Howard Taft's conservatism, and he walked out of the Republican convention and started the Bull Moose Party. Would he start a third party today or fight for the soul of the Republican Party right now? Roosevelt's Bull Moose run for the president was his last run for office. What a lot of people don't know is that his third party campaign came in second place overall. The Republican candidate, Howard Taft, finished third in the popular vote. Roosevelt won 88 electoral votes as well, Taft only eight. No other third party candidate has come close to Roosevelt's feat since. While that campaign was Teddy Roosevelt's last presidential campaign, he had one last campaign in him, and that was to conduct an expedition down an uncharted river in the Amazon in Brazil. He almost died from malaria on that trip, but he finished it, and that river is now called the Roosevelt River. Teddy Roosevelt and all that happened in his era has left a lasting impression on our lives today. But whether today's Republican listeners find him relevant to support in the Big Shot primary is still a big question. That's it for this episode of Big Shot, and thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard and want to see how this year's fantasy race unfolds, please make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Thanks to contributing editor Greg Drilling, editor Caroline King, and contributors Marissa Kosha, Jack Bavacqua, and Kimberly Winston for making this podcast. Thanks also to Rachel Nordlinger for her tips on podcast promotion. Special thanks to our sponsor, Frank Perone, for sponsoring the entire podcast season. And thank you to Mercury Public Affairs, a high-stakes public relations firm with offices across the country and around the world. This is your host, Charlie King. See you next time.